Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Open Mic. Man, we're back. We're doing it. We're it's back. been a little bit. It's been a minute. Been a hiatus, but we are back. I'm Logan. This is Jared and Coco. We're so pumped to be with you today. And before we get into our topic of how to get out of a funk, uh, let's just go ahead and say, what's your favorite thing about fall? Ooh, Coco, you want to go first? I would love to. Um, for me, probably the change of wardrobe. You know, after summer, you're just, you're done Layers. with it. And I'm a fan of layers, so I'm thriving yes, right thriving. now. Mine would have to be uh, the first couple days of like the real slight chill in the air. Mm-hmm. It just feels nice the first time you f- you turn your furnace on and it has mm-hmm. that kind of like it burns all the dust off. I don't know why <laughs> that is. It's like it just it's yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I like it. What about you, Logan? Uh, a good brisk morning. I uh, do love that. I I just love watching football <laughs> when it's fall. Um, There's not much better. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy all of it. So it's it's good. I love the fall time and we're glad to be back. Today we're talking about how to get out of a funk. No matter who you are, you have probably either felt like you're in a funk, uh, you've been in one, you're in one right now, or, or you're going to be in one. And so um, we just want to take a little bit and talk about that. And uh, I think as young adults, it is something that's very important of like, what do we do when we feel this way? And Jared, we'll start out with you. What are your just initial thoughts of being in a funk? My initial thoughts is I don't like it. Um, <laughs> you know, and sometimes for me, I feel like my emotional awareness of myself is not high. Sometimes you can like see it in other people mm-hmm. and I can have a season where I'm stressed or I'm busy. Uh, so you get mm-hmm. on like survival mode of like, okay, I'm not going to do, you know, the things that I know kind of fill me up spiritually or, um, you know, my prayer life might take a hit or, you know, just some of those things that like start to, um, not fill you up or aren't ha- or filling you up aren't happening. Um, and then what happens after the stressful season is now I have a pattern of not doing those things and the, maybe the stressful season's over and I'm like still not doing those things that fill me up. So the funk turns into from a stressful season to mm-hmm. not that much is going on, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing anything about it. And that's where like I find myself in a funk. Normally like a week or two, uh, three weeks after that stressful season, I look back and go, man, I just haven't felt right. I don't some, maybe something happened or I got, you know, hurt or something happened there. I'm like, it just does, doesn't feel right. And, you know, it, it, it's just a different than normal, I guess. Yeah. I, Coco, what would you say to like add to like, how do you know whenever you, you kind of have those, um, those, whatever that feeling is of like, man, I, I'm kind of in a funk. How right. do you know? Oh, I feel like I'm in a funk when I'm irritated with everybody. <laughs> And I'm like, why does everyone annoy me? <laughs> and, you know, that's not a funny <laughs> To be place fair, to you be. work with me and Logan. So that does, you uh, are annoying. And no, no. I, I, that is a spiritual gift of mine, is annoying people. Pastoring. It's okay, it's okay. Um, no, I just, yeah, I, all of a sudden it like hits you and you're like, wait, why does everything and everyone annoy me? And then that does really like put me in check of like, okay, I need to evaluate what's going on in my life and in my spiritual life. And oftentimes when I'm in that zone of like, super annoyed or whatever, then I realized that like, like you said, Jared, my spiritual disciplines maybe aren't, maybe I did it really quick and I haven't been really meditating on scripture or spending that prayer time. And it really makes me feel like I have got to get back to that because that's so important. And I think sometimes we can be lax on that. And I totally get that. Like we all go through seasons of that and even weeks of that, whatever. And so I think doing everything we can to get out of the funk and begging God to to get us out of it because we can try, we can like muster up like a nice attitude or whatever. But I think begging God to get us out of the funk is so important. Logan, what about you? You're, you're pretty disciplined in, you know, you're, you're working out, you're running, you're doing stuff. What, what does a funk 
feel like or how does that come on for you? How do you know when you're in a funk? You kind of read my mind because I'm, I, I can be disciplined for discipline's sake. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm reading my Bible. I'm spending time in prayer, whatever it is. And it's like checked it off for the day. Send my group text and my Bible in a year plan. And it's like that doesn't mean, though, that my heart was in a good place while doing it. And mm-hmm. so I found myself there like when I'm in a funk, uh, I'm, I can be disciplined for discipline's sake. But kind of the warning signs, Coco, you mentioned it. you're irritated with everyone, like a general irritation it's like a general just like grumpiness for me. And sometimes I think it's not even the easiest to see outwardly, but inwardly I can just feel it. You know what I mean? Um, Or, you know, just thought patterns that are unhealthy start to develop, whether it's everyone's against me, Mm. whatever it may be, these thought patterns in your head, or you start to see like this tendency to like your your temptation is growing and growing and you're not really addressing it. That's kind of how I know when I'm in a funk. And also I start to feel that physically. So Mm. when I'm in a spiritual funk, physically I'm feeling drained, I'm feeling Mm. tired, I'm feeling, you know, all those different things. So that's kind of how it uh, comes up for, for me. And so I think our heart in this podcast is that no one would stay in that funk yeah. and that they, they would just have a, a season of it. Like there will be times where it hits you, but how do you get out of it? So we kind of mentioned spiritual disciplines and those things, but Jared, like practically speaking, what, what is like the number one thing? Like when I'm in a funk, I do this and it has helped me so much. For me, it's identifying that I am in a funk, like admitting it, having the, and I don't always want to, but having the humility to admit like, okay, maybe I haven't done everything that I know I needed to do. Um, and I have, I, I am in a funk. Like I just need to admit it. Uh, things aren't right. I don't feel right or things aren't going well. Um, and, and then telling someone about it, like bringing someone in or being in community to see, uh, that, that there's people that do care for you that, that have probably been in a funk themselves, um, and talking with them and seeing what's going on in their lives and being a part of something bigger than yourself kind of gives you perspective on when, when I'm in a funk, I get tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. I, I, I look at my stuff, my situation. You get irritated because people aren't in your tunnel vision figuring out stuff for you, handling your problems. And when I am around other people, specifically other Christians, it's like that tunnel vision starts to open and I start to see, oh man, Coco's going through something and I can pray for her and she needs that. And, and Logan helped me in this. It starts to just open up from those blinders, that tunnel vision to like, man, God's doing so much more in the world that I'm not seeing right now. And that's so mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and that's honestly, that's why I think it's so good to be in community in good times. When you're not in a funk, yeah. uh, one, because you can be there for someone who is in a funk, mm-hmm. um, someone who does have need, and two, you don't know when you're going to step into a season like that. Sometimes you know when a stressful season's coming, and you know you're going to have that danger Like for me to step into it, and sometimes it's like, I don't know when that's going to come. I don't know when sickness or difficulty or some of those things come in, so I need to be in community, have good relationships when things are going well so that when I need it, it's there for me. Yeah, and I've noticed that even a funk can start kind of in the downtime when you kind of like mm-hmm. are a little lazy. You know what I mean? Sure, that, when that's things a, are going well. Yeah, when things are like that's that's an easy time to kind of like fade into a funk. But Coco, yeah. you've kind of, Jared mentioned community a little mm-hmm. bit as we were talking through this. That's a big thing. How does that help you in battling the funk? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think it's so huge even just to like say it out loud of like, just to let you know this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> 
And then, like, for me, my roommate and my sister, like, we just do life together. We do community together. Um, and so it's so... Shout out to Riley and Holly. I know. They're on. awesome. The, the, the Ridge. Ridge. The Ridge. Oh, they're awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I think just, like saying like, Hey guys, like, will you pray for me about this? Like, and being serious mm-hmm. about it. And thankfully we have a culture in our house of like, when we are struggling with something, we're like, okay, let's stop and pray right now. And I just feel like that has been such a gift because literally God is the only person that can get us out of the funk. Like we can try to muster up everything we can to back like, and I'm good. And then you're like, and I'm still not good. <laughs> and so, um, it's just a gift when God is like, Hey, like I'm going to help you out. And I love the verse in Isaiah 40. Um, it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I love that verse because that's a prayer that I think we can pray daily and say, God, like in my own strength, I'm fail. Like, literally, I feel. But I go to that verse, I'm like, God, like, I need your supernatural strength in this area, but, like, literally for everything. And especially when I'm in a funk, I get really tired. I'm like, I am, sh- I don't want to wake up. I'm, like, so sleepy. And then I'm like, listen, I can do this because it's not my strength. Like, it's God's strength. And so um, I think it's just, like, so important to tell somebody and to let them pray with you and, like, see the victory because God will give it to you. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, you're you're good. The only what, when you were talking, I was thinking about in Psalm 51 when David had just sinned with Bathsheba, and one of the prayers that he prays is that God would restore to him the joy of salvation. Yeah. I can only imagine the funk of being a king and having this like big public sin yeah. that people know about, and the funk that you would be in after that. And he's asking God to restore to him the joy of his salvation, really and to good. think of that 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 idea of like, okay, what is salvation? It's the forgiveness of all your sins. There's a joy to that. There's an understanding of like what God has done for you and like live in that. Understand that. Make that like the basis for your day, the basis for your relationship with God and for ask him to restore that joy to you. Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, as she was talking, I thought of Galatians 5.16 that says, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And so if you're just trying to muster your way out of it, man, that that like doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when we choose to not just like walk by our own strength, but when we choose mm-hmm. as a believer, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. When we choose to walk mm-hmm. by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And so then we'll be filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. I think yeah. I forgot gentleness in there. But those are the mm-hmm. things that's like, that doesn't sound like a funk if you're walking right. by the spirit that sounds like the abundant life that god has promised us and we all will get in a funk at some point but we can always like claim that promise that god's like no like i've come to give you life and life to the fullest and i think when we can recognize that and be like oh yeah that's what like that's my identity like life to the fullest i just have to figure out like what that looks like yeah and, and and also think of like what's a practical thing maybe you're sitting here and you're like okay disciplines, community. I I do think there's another thing that we haven't really hit on yet that, you know, James 5.16 says for us to confess Mm -hmm. our sins to one another. I have definitely been in seasons where it's like I'm in this funk, and once I just get off my chest some of that struggle, that sin that I've been dealing with, when I confess that to someone out loud, another person, like that just kind of is a catalyst for, for like pushing past the funk and for just spiritual growth in general. And so I do think that's, that's powerful as well. Yeah. I think it's really easy for me to get into a funk in a season that I've been hurt 
And really, I think that stems from like, or, or I've been wronged or something along those lines because I can, I can kind of step into like the, not a victim or like a, but just like I've been hurt. I don't like that I've been hurt. Mm-hmm. I want that person to uh, apologize or <laughs> I want things to be right again. And it's just, it's easy for me to just either have like this root of like unforgiveness or criticism or bitterness that like, maybe that's not what's living at the top of the surface that everybody sees and everybody goes, yes. man, Jared is really angry because he's been hurt. But like really underneath the surface, it can live. And then what everybody sees is just fine. It's not going bad. But I know that something under there is not right. And I have to do some like thinking and some praying to figure out like, okay, God, what is it that I have not repented of that, yeah, I've been wronged, but now I'm sinning against someone, not forgiving them, being bitter, being cynical. um, And I have to go and confess those sins. And, you know, those kind of reactionary sins of like, you hurt me, now I'm going to be bitter. It's like, we think that it's going to do so much for us, for me to be bitter against you because you hurt me, but you're the one enslaved by that. And in my experience where when I've gotten to forgive someone of things like that, it's like, it's freeing. It, it yeah. helps release that, that feeling that you get of, of being in a funk. But Logan, you had a couple things that, uh, that you had on yeah, getting out of a funk. What we've kind of hit on a lot of them. And, and I, I'd like, I feel like this next point is one that I have to be cautious in saying, because we kind of talked through it before, but there is a power. When you look at what Jesus did throughout his ministry, he would go and he would withdraw and he would spend time talking to God. And so I do think it's very, if you're in a funk, man, sometimes you just need that shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. You need to break like the regular disciplines that you're in, and you just need to go, and you need to find the quietest place that you can go, the most alone place you can go. And in solitude, you maybe just need to be still and know that God is God, but also just like engaging with him and withdrawing away from all the things of life and, and, and spending time with God. Now, what that is, that, that's for a short time, right? Like you, you might do that for an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, but like you don't withdraw from people. Isolation, we say this, how many times have we said this in a message here at Young Adults, that isolation is the enemy of spiritual growth? That is, isolation from people is your enemy of spiritual growth. Like, Satan wants you to just withdraw from people, recluse, like, and disengage. But what God wants for you is to engage with people. But also, it's very clear from Jesus' ministry, he spent time where he made a habit of withdrawing and, um, and, and doing that. Coco, you got anything to add on that thought? Um, I think I would just add, like, when you're withdrawing, like, it's a great opportunity to just pause. And sometimes when you're funk, you're like, oh, gosh, I'm not hearing from God you know, I don't know what's going on. And I think it's so good for us to like pause and like, just look back on our life and be like, okay, where has God showed up? Mm -hmm. Like, when did I feel his presence? Like so much, like when did I watch him move and like ask him, thank him for that. And then ask him to do it again. And, um, I think that's a really healthy thing because sometimes we can be like, oh, like I, I forgot that God can do this. And so then whatever it is. And then we just like, uh, but if we stop and we pause and we thank God for what he's done and then we ask him to do a new thing and I believe that he's like pleased with that when we thank him for it and um, ask him to continue to work. Yeah, I had two thoughts about that. One is that uh, the type of withdrawing that Jesus did was purposeful. Mm-hmm. When we withdraw, uh, withdrawing, looking at Instagram is not going to help <laughs> yeah. me. It's not um, it, it, I doubt it's going to help you. Uh, I, would, I would suggest not doing that. Um, 
withdraw with some purpose. Jesus withdrew and prayed. Jesus withdrew and talked to God. Jesus withdrew and spent some intentional time. Um, Plus, it's fall in the Ozarks. Oh, like, go, go hit up a go hit up a trail. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't do my that. my other thought <laughs> is is basically what what Coco was talking about. Like, when when you get to withdraw and like for me, I need to because like I said earlier, I'm not always the most in touch with my emotional like. Um, state like sometimes I need to just I get out a journal and I don't do it every day but I get out a journal and I just write out all the things that I'm thinking and it helps me just kind of offload all those things to God and go man I didn't know that was that deep I didn't know that was what was lying underneath the surface and I didn't know I was worried about that thing or just getting all those thoughts out to God is one incredible to know that like God can handle all those things there's nothing that I can write that God's gonna go oh my gosh I did not know Jared had that had that thought. I didn't know he was worried about that. I didn't know he was angry about that. He's going to be okay. God is strong, and he's going he's gonna to be able to weather those things that we have trouble with. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, the thing that's like a byproduct of that is, yes, you get some like emotional, you, you got it off your chest a little bit to God, but there's, there's something cool about going back in a journal that I'm not super consistent in. It's maybe a couple of times a month, maybe a couple times a week, to go back and go, I was worried about that, and God totally took care of it. Because yeah. what I don't think we always do a good job of is going back and going, man, God, pray, thank you for doing that. Let's praise God for the, for the mm-hmm. victory he had, because a lot of times it takes care of itself, and I go, oh, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But what I don't do is go, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. And I really do think that part of getting out of a funk can be just be gratefulness. Yeah. Looking back at what God has done, and for me, having a paper reminder of it, mm-hmm. the power to, of look, to look yeah. back at... at health stuff, at relational stuff, at, you know, decisions that I had to make that I was like, man, God, I just don't know how this is going to come through. And it did. And realizing that like, God doesn't just do that once. He does that a ton over the course of your life, of your walk with him. is like, it's just something to sit there and marvel at and go, okay, maybe I'm not seeing God actively work and move right now. It doesn't mean he's not. It's mean I don't see it. But to see that like, okay, he's done it in the past. Mm -hmm. He did it in the Bible. He's doing it with the people around me, and he will do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is so confirming and helps mm-hmm. me, even when I don't feel it, to know it, yeah. to yeah. feel it in my heart and, and let that mm-hmm. kind of define and move things forward for me in a mm-hmm. funk. That's good. I think something really practical is literally stop and listen to worship music. Like, I love to listen to worship music. I'm a big Phil Wickham fan, you know. Coco loves love- 88.3 oh. vibes. <laughs> if you're from the Springfield area... 88.3 vibes. Go ahead and click over to the wind. Uh, anyway, uh, but I think we're, we're created to worship. And so I think sometimes when we can just like put all of our worries and all of our stuff aside and just be like, God, I'm going to spend this time worshiping you. Like it's incredible what it does to our soul. And so um, I think that's something really practical. If right now you're like, I'm in a funk and what do I do right now? Like go withdraw, go spend time with God and like go listen to worship music and just praise him. And I think that does something to us. And we're, we have a different posture uh, about our circumstances and stuff. Yeah, and I, I would say to kind of close up this, this episode is if we talk about this all the time at Young Adults, this is like one of these like pieces of language we've adopted because we believe that really reflects the character of God is that you, you've got to have your God goggles on. Mm-hmm. And what that means is like, you've got to view people the way God views them. And if you're outwardly focused, I bet you'll start seeing people who are like, this seems like they're kind of in a funk. When you get to know people well, and like when you're, you know, I would say for this team, like we could tell when one of us is like in a funk for for the most part, you know what I mean? And I think of 
you know, with, with the Ridge, with your friends, you know, that, that you're closest with, they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Tyler, your wife, Jared, um, she, she knows what's going on with you. Emma can see through some of those things, your family, your closest friends. And so I would challenge you, have your God goggles on and look for people that are in a funk so that you can help them. Because what a lot of people need is a champion to come alongside them to, because here's the deal. Sometimes you can know the truth of God's word, but until you hear it from somebody else, and it's like spoken to you, uh, that really impacts you in a different way. So kind of, I think that's a good closing thought that as we seek to bust out of funks in our own life is also be someone who wants to help other people Mm -hmm. in that regard as well. But man, it's been great to be back on Open Mic today. If you're still listening right now, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, or on Apple Podcasts, and we're excited to be back.